Welcome back to Goonies World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined, as always, by Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hey, hey, hey. And Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello. And once again, bringing up the rear is Lunicorn, also known as Lynn. <laughs> Salutations. And we are returning to Into the Odd after a short break and a Halloween special to continue our quest to find Arcana. That's right. We are back playing Into the Odd by Chris McDowell. And in the last flurry of adventures, our hero is living in the uh, industrial cosmic fantasy city of Bastion. Had... uh, Moved to a new neighborhood where they secured cheap lodgings. They went to a, a, a betting parlor and bet on a sports game and won, but the person they bet with could not honor the bet, so they were given salvage rights to the Moonstone House, which is going to be torn down soon to make way for a new tramway station. And they went into the house to salvage what they could before it was destroyed, where they fought some interlopers, but they also met the mysterious Moonstone or the Moon Sisters, Ruby Moon and Tiptoe Moon and uh, their other sister whose name escapes me at the moment, but each one of them have been transformed by their flirtation with the astral cult of the existential fulcrum and while you didn't learn much about that, you did accidentally set the place on fire and met Father Moon who it was their uh, father who had not died after all, but was just imprisoned in a little cosmic egg where he could never be touched. But you opened it and talked to him. Eventually, he knocked it right down the stairs and killed him, and he burned up with the house. But before he did, he bragged that he had really hidden his greatest collection of arcana far away in a place called Hope's End. And so you guys determined, after you escaped the burning house and uh, sustain some minor and major injuries, that you would, you know, have a real expedition and become real explorers, just like what some of you have always wanted from the, from the beginning. And that you would go to Hope's End and seek out this collection of Father Moon's Arcana, wherever it is. And so we're going to assume that you guys made enough loot uh, and salvage, because you did find some cool things, if you recall, that you were able to liquidate that and... Make about four guilders, which is a decent amount of money. And so each of you are able to purchase modern armor, which it doesn't stack with any armor you might already have, but it's at least modern and uh, looks appropriate. And that gives you one armor. So you got to remind me to subtract that from the damage I roll if I roll damage against you, if that should so happen throughout the game. And I also think you could have afforded, and I think you would have bought if you had a spare guilder, a noble weapon. Uh, noble weapon does d8 damage but it's not bulky so that's great and it could be any kind of hand weapon you know you choose to have it be a, a nice saber or a cool dueling pistol or whatever you like you can make that up yourself and we'll find out about that in a bit but there aren't a lot of d8 weapons that aren't also bulky except for these fine noble weapons and uh, that left about enough money to book passage on a ship the Queen Silky not a lot of ships going to Hope's End. Should take, you know, it takes about two weeks to get there. But the Queen Silky, it's an ironclad trading ship. It's got two two huge paddle wheels on either side of it. It's like powered by steam, and the, and that leaves you guys about uh, ten plus d six each shillings of pocket money. So that you'll have to spend. So you had 10 each and then plus a few extra because I figure each you would have slightly different spending habits on the little stuff. And we'll assume that you've already gone off on your journey. When we start, you're already going to be out at sea uh, in the Queen Silky. But before we do that, it's been a while since uh, people have heard your voices and might need a reminder about your characters. So uh, starting with Lynn, why don't you just give us a quick reminder of your character and what they're all about and what they sound like and look like and yada 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 okay I am Nick's Shadowthorn and I have loud lungs if you can't tell that from speaking um Nyx is uh very tall 
about six foot, 160 pounds or so. Very muscular. She's very strong. Black hair and very dark eyes that look black. And she has her arcanum, which is a little tomb box from which she can summon little skellies. So she runs around with little skellies. Um, One is a little dragon, one is a little monkey, and one is a little sloth. And they are quite clever and dexterous, but not damage-dealing. So she fancies herself a necromancer, even though she probably really isn't. Okay, okay. Uh, How about you, Ryan? Give us a reminder of your character. Well, don't remember, really, uh... I think my name is Roach. Yeah, yeah, that's my name. Well, I do remember him. But he's so stupid. He, he, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, well, um, he's kind of this dumb guy named Roach who um, has uh, a, a tyrant's rod um, that <laughs> he occasionally tries to use on people when needed. But he believes that if it doesn't work... It's because the um, intended victim is actually not a human. So, um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he, he's not super tall. Not uh, I, I don't really remember how I described him physically, but yeah, just a kind of average height, average weight, average appearance. Just you, he would disappear in a crowd completely. Um, All right, all right. Yep, I'm, I definitely have an image of Roach in my mind, but I can't say you've ever described him that way. And uh, finally, Goonie, give us a reminder about your character. Yes, I'm Percy Butterworth, and I used to do a bit of buttling in my day and decided I was sick of it, and I wanted to go explore the world. And I have... He is average as well, average build, average looking, but he's wearing a fancy powdered wig, if I remember correctly. He he, he got a, a new one. Yeah, I believe uh, um, Roach took the ill-fitting one from the Stewie yeah, Griffin football yeah, and I think guy, we, yeah. yeah, and we can assume if that you've spent a few shillings, you know, at the... At the uh, wig maker's place, getting that fitted, if you like. But uh, go ahead there, Percy. Yeah, so, I mean, that's basically it. He he has, um, I'm sure, you know, now he's wearing the armor and looks properly attired for ex- for an explorer. He That's kind of what he wanted to be, was a gentleman explorer. Um, and you know, now he looks apart, and he also has... Uh, his arcanum is a frozen cloud that he can sort of control with his mind that can freeze people. Okay, so now that we've got a reminder about our characters, uh, we actually have leveled up last time. These aren't novice characters anymore. They're professionals now because they've survived one expedition to the, moon, to the Moonstone House. Let's see if they'll survive this expedition. But as I said, you're out on the Queen Silky, a great big ironclad trading ship. And they've mostly got foodstuffs on board, you know, groceries, and also some useful things that are hard to make in Hope's End. You know, hemp ropes and hooks and stuff like that. You don't know much about Hope's End other than nobody. It's called it the last port of the north. This sea, you're actually going north. It's a very still sea. Not a lot of tidal action. And usually kind of a mist roiling around on the top of it. So these huge paddle wheels are steaming all the time. And it's a very big crew. But there's not a lot of passengers per se. They have a few staterooms, but mostly they're a trade ship. And you guys uh, don't have to write all this down, but just keep in mind that in terms of the stuff you have, there's some stuff you found last time, but an expedition is always assumed to have lanterns, rations, basic climbing and mapping equipment and all that. So we, we assume you guys have all that. Uh that being said, you don't want to waste your rations when you're in civilization. It's always best to eat what they've got. Anyway, you uh, about halfway through the journey. It's been a week. Mostly it's been one of crushing boredom until a day or two ago when there was a cyclonic storm that came through. And while, uh, while the regular sailors weathered it well, it was hard for you guys, you know. You had to spend some time in your cabins and may have even been a little sick. 
But today, calm has returned. The captain is actually extremely young of the of this ship. He's a he's a very young captain. He inherited it from his father, and he's not even technically of legal age. But he has just enough charisma, and there's just enough of his dad's old friends still on the crew. He's making it work. His name just ironically happens to be Captain Kiddo. And uh, Captain Kiddo has been mostly busy. But he seems uh, wise beyond his years, and they certainly listen to him, even if his voice hasn't entirely changed and cracks sometimes. But so far, you've been more or less ignored by most of the sailors, and and uh, that's the way you like it, probably, because they can be a crude bunch. But it's a still morning, and off on the horizon, however, there's a huge splash. The horizon, uh, a little bit to starboard, uh, but also north, like north starboard, whatever that would be, which is uh, the right-hand side of your ship, I believe, right? Port is left. The same yeah. number of letters. Yeah. S- same number of letters, yep, and starboard is right. Good, because that's how I'm picturing it. Anyway, when this huge splash occurs and there's water just shoots up, and even though it's pretty far away, it's a big enough spout. That every, there's a mood that changes amongst all the sailors. They rush to the decks, this ironclad, crowding on the either side of the two big paddle wheels on it, and staring, and one of them just goes, Oh, no. Oh, no. You hear Captain Kiddo's voice, you know, like, Oh, prepare, prepare, general quarters, general quarters, and this bell goes off. You're not sure what the hell is happening. Goes, if you two want to stay, if you three want to stay safe, you better get inside. Says another one. Get down in your cabins and and pray to whatever cult you pray to. What what's going on? We got a leviathan out there. I haven't seen oh, one dear. in seven years myself. And they're quite dangerous. They're quite and- dangerous. Yes and. Uh, he runs off. The guys are, like, uh, arming themselves. They're technically like a detachment. Those of you who know the rules of Into the Odd, uh, they're forming a detachment so they can fight this thing. This Leviathan, you can only guess at how big it, it must be as it surges closer. Because it almost looks like a mountain of wave, like a wave bullet approaching you, right? As the water uh, stretches around this thing as it surges forward. And there's these... There's about four cannons on this boat. Like they swivel around, take like three guys to operate them. But uh, uh, Captain Kiddo rushes up, and grabs you guys. First. He goes, "Wait, wait! We're short on crew. Short on crew. Thought to save a guild or two. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you lot, you lot look like you know what you're doing, right? No. Well, we're <laughs> <laughs> not in this case, but we're happy to help if well, we can. Good. Listen, I need, I, need, I need two of you on those guns, and if you've got anything big enough to hurt something like that, you let me know. And uh, a Leviathan is a structure-sized creature, meaning you could sit there and make physical attacks by yourself with your gun against it all day long with your pistol or whatever, and it's not going to make any difference. Um, individuals cannot affect it. It takes like a full detachment of individuals to affect it, or... Weapons that are suitably large scale, such as a bomb or a rocket. Now, it might be hard to throw a bomb at it at this distance, but also... And if someone wants to man one of them cannon, like I say, we need we could use the help. Oh, man, the cannon. I need, I need my whole detachment <laughs> on their rifles. Yes, you man the cannon. I've got a rocket. I will try to aim it at the Leviathan. Ooh, I'm just going to eat a radish... No, no, that... I knew you were going to say that. You've got to... You've got a bomb, I oh, think, I or did you... I threw mean, the one, house. He threw it. Yeah, he threw it. Oh, you only had one bomb, I guess. All right. Well, take your radish and get up there on the gun. If you're sailing this ship, that's in order. Well, all right. All right. Don't worry, you've got to believe in yourself, says Captain Kiddo. But now the Lafayette is getting closer and closer to where it's starting to affect the movement of the ship, right? It's, the ship itself is certainly pushed back by the, by the motions and all the force that's coming through the waves. And then this huge thing just rears out. It's like those, it's like those paintings you see of you know, Cthulhu or whatever. Like, it's just ridiculously huge. It's not, it's not quite that big, but it's just looming up like almost skyscraper size relative to you out of the water and it looks like nothing so much as a really disgusting mottled spotted fat sea slug 
and it uh, slams his body back down on the water. There's a huge wave. Everybody make dexterity saves or fall to the deck. Oh, uh, whether you're a I oh man. My dex was down from damage. I assume that has recovered in the intervening time. Oh, yes. You have had plenty of time for a long rest in the intervening time. Yeah. But uh, the whole detachment practically is like falls down on the deck. And, oh, skids and slams into each other. And uh, they take a point of damage as they fall. But uh, any of you did fail the test and you do fall and at least slide into something, bang your head, you know, and uh, you take D4 points of damage. That's the force. If you didn't fail, great. Fortunately, I rolled a one. Nice, nice. You just you maintained your footing. It looked good doing it. How about the rest of you guys? I succeeded as well. Well, that is wonderful news. So most of the crew go down onto their ass. Um, and uh, then you guys have a chance to do something. So I'll assume that you guys, uh, you guys who manned the guns can go ahead and fire those guns and those are d12 guns and they do affect that thing so you can just roll a d12 um, unfortunately it has a natural armor of two so you gotta subtract two from whatever you roll so how'd you do uh nix same with the cannons yeah this is the cannons that i'm talking about yeah oh okay yeah and so, boom, boom. The Not great. Only five. N- so, never, three. Never fired a cannon before, but you hit it with this huge bulk. And, of course, there's a huge, you know, jarring rattle all through your body. And it's, like, much, much louder than you thought. But three is better than nothing. How did Roach do? Uh, Roach is, I assume, on the other gun. Since everybody else fell on their it ass. Roach rolled a nine. What's that? Two armor? So, what's... Seven? Uh, seven more. Oh, man, see, you guys have done ten points of hit protection to the terrible, terrible Leviathan as he looms up before you. And we have Percy. What do you do, Percy? Um, he's going to gonna take out his, his rocket and uh, try to, you know, get uh, maybe get down like a army soldier, you know, on one knee and aim it uh, at the Leviathan. Okay. And uh, I'm going to light fire the fuse. Yeah. Uh, D10 when it, it causes a colorful explosion. That's right. So okay. I want to subtract two from what I Yeah, so we want you to roll high. We want you to roll high. And oh boy! Well, that'll be with a minus two. Will be a one. Well, okay, we're gonna do at least one, but you do get nice, colorful explosion. <laughs> My goblins would have loved. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking the same yeah, thing. Yep, yeah, goblins would have loved that one. Now, yeah. keep in mind though that you know rocket could hurt it at least a little bit potentially. You know, a rifle couldn't have hurt it at all. And uh, anyway. Uh, the detachment manages to get to their feet. Uh, the Leviathan then rises up out of the water and it uh, spews, not just out of its mouth, but out of a lot of little pores, you know, around its uh, mouth. Uh, what I can only call like a, a acidic phlegm all over the ship. Like a great big splatter, splash all over. Very heavy, thick rain that's like phlegmy syrup. And it's like burning and acidic. Please, once again, make dexterity saves to not get hit and splashed as you by the terrible acidic burning phlegm. Just a hunk of hunk of burning phlegm. Um... Who failed uh, that? Well, Roach got a natural 20, Uh-oh. so from natural 1 to natural 20. Oh, my. Well, just a swing in extre- extremes of bad luck. But good luck when I roll the damage, because on a d6, I just rolled a 1 for the damage. And, and uh, if you have one armor, which you do, don't forget about that. So, yeah, you're, you're okay. It's uh, running off the side of your armor right now. Anyone else fail that? No. Okay. Nope. That's great news. The detachment 
I'm not so sure how lucky they were. But yeah, there's a great scream that rises up from across the decks as the detachment collectively takes four points of damage. And, uh, but then it is your turn again. And so why don't we fire off with those guns and see if we can't put an end to this terrible thing. And how'd you do, Lynn? Six. Six after the subtraction? No. No. Nope. So four more. Minus okay. two. That's all right. That's all right. You, you've got it up to 15 now. How'd Roach do? Roach also rolled a six. Lovely. And so now we've got it up to... Oh, guess what? Boom, boom. It starts swaying back and forth. Now, have you killed it? No, that's really not how it works. But it's uh, going to have to make it strength save. Which it makes, but it also decides a discret you know, the Leviathan is not so enraged that it wants to die. And so with one great big splash, once one more great big splash, boom, going down into the water, creating another huge wave. And boy, we're just making a lot of deck saves tonight, but go ahead and make one last deck save as the Leviathan... It's a huge, describes a huge churning arc in the water as it turns around and goes back from whence it came. If you failed that last deck save, then you fall and you take two points of damage. I made it again. Roach made it too. Luckily. Nice. Well, there is a lot of excitement on the deck of the Queen Silky. Uh, Captain Kiddo rushes up to you guys and he great pat, he pats Percy on the back there's no way you know no one knew that only did one point of damage right look really looked really impressive yeah. and uh but uh runs over some gun you know gunners are running up and shaking your guys' hands they're all most of them have like bumps and bruises from falling and they're like covered with acidic phlegm burns and there's like pools of that nasty stuff all over the deck still watch where you step uh, people are patting you guys on the back. You know, there's a lot of great rejoicing. So they feel they've, you guys had a lot better luck than they did. But uh, there, there's, like, apparently there's better food on the ship than what you'd been eating, and you dine with Captain Kiddo that night. And uh, he, he wears thin after a while uh, in terms of his, uh, his dinner conversation because he tends to dominate it, and everyone listens. Uh, but it certainly better than being crushed or eaten or burned to death by the mighty Leviathan of the Great North Sea. And you make better time than two weeks, in fact, probably because of, because of the cyclonic storms that you went through. And within the next few days, you can see a smear on the horizon. A low smear. No majestic mountains. No great forests, just a low, muddy smear on the horizon, which soon uh, coalesces into some really grim, cold-looking marshlands. And the city of Hopesand, and you really can't call it a city, it's really more of a coastal village, uh, rises up out of the mist. The buildings are... Quite tall, actually, and narrow, but they're teetering and sagging rather dangerously, mostly made of wood. There's a great big central tower with a gas lamp on the roof that's glowing in the mist. Um, uh, and then the docks themselves are all rotten and sagging. And as I said, there's a thick mist all over everything. But that light on top, that gas light on top of the tower gives everything like a, a kind of an unnatural and eerie electric seeming light, you know, with all the mist and its blue gas light, even, even in the daytime, which this is. Beyond that's just this vast expanse of marshland. And as the ship pulls into the dock and workers come out and start unloading it, you shake hands with Captain Kiddo and a few other friends you've made along the way, and you disembark. First thing you notice, this whole place just reeks, reeks like fish. There's not like fish out for sale, you know, not fishwives out, but the whole place just has this overpowering fishy odor. They get a crane going uh, as well, getting that thing unloaded. This man with a very pinched little face, he's cadaverously thin, he's wearing a really long stocking cap, 
with striped red and white. He approaches you guys, and he's shaking. He's uh, rubbing his hands together as if in anticipation. He says, oh, fresh blood. I I made uh, newcomers, eh? Newcomers, eh? I'm Bredrick. I'm Bredrick. Just like Frederick, but with a B. It's a bread, and you added a Eric. Bredrick, that's me. Uh, Nice to meet you. I'm Percy Butterworth. And uh, we have a Roach here and uh, Nix. Nix, nice to meet you, Percy. Nice to meet you. Would you like a radish? (gasps) I would love a radish. Oh, I love a good radish. Mm, These are good ones. Mm, Radishes from pasture. Say, that sounds like a poem. Radishes from pasture. No, I'm not here to uh, read poetry, however. I I know everyone here. Why don't you uh, give me a shilling and uh, I can get you settled here. And uh, a place that's nice and warm and clean. Save you the trouble of looking all around, eh? And I can answer any questions you might have about the place. Full of information, I am. All for that one little shilling. Why well, I might buy my friends a round of drinks. Well, I suppose a shilling is, is worth a, a guide. Uh, such as yourself. Get us situated. I, I'll, I'll provide the shilling. Oh, thank you, Governor. I just, uh, well, we all helped, but uh, we took down a leviathan just uh, not that long ago. Uh, uh, he, he looks like he's going to naysay you for a moment, but <laughs> there's a, some of the ship's people nearby. He's overhearing the same sort of conversations, and one of them looks at him, no, really, they did. You know, and, well, we did, but, I mean, they did, but we did. Yeah. yeah well, I don't well. think we killed it. I think we just scared it off. Well, oh, we, yes, yes, we. I was gonna we say, caused it to retreat, you know, back into its watery depths. Gave it what for, eh? Gave it what for? Lovely. Yes, I took a. It, it took a rocket for me, and I think that is mostly what did it. But oh, a rocket! Everyone very helped. nice. Very nice. Oh, you're all very, very well accoutred. You've got nice, noble weapons on you, and we were all outfitted for an expedition, eh? That's right. That's right. Oh. Well, uh, let me take you a place where uh, every now and then when someone starts an expedition, they always go first. You got to go to the Pickled Goose Tavern and Boarding House. Follow me. All right. Lead the way. Yeah, he leads you uh, through the winding streets. And again, these houses, some of them you think they're just going to fall down. Uh, there's, uh, the, most of the people seem uh, fairly... The hygiene standards aren't up to snuff here. You know, people don't obviously bathe as much here as they do in Bastion. And you get a lot of uh, looks that are in between leers or uh, uh, snarls. Not so much outright hatred as uh, just not the world's friendliest looks from the locals. As if they've seen your kind come and go, perhaps. But there's a... uh, uh, four-storied house that really looks like it's going to fall over any minute and he leads you inside there's sign outside the pickled goose he takes you in again there's that heavy heavy fish smell in the air it's fishy about this place there's a stocky red-faced woman who approaches you first of all she first thing she'll Bredrick I've told you oh oh hello 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 Bredrick uh, goes over to his friends and buys that round of drinks he promised them and she goes, well, hello, please do come in. Hello. I'm Joy. This is the Pickled Goose. Let me give you some of our house beer on the house. One on the house. Come on in. Right here. Take this corner That's table. Very right. Generous. Take this corner table by the peat fire there. There you go. It's lovely. Oh, thank you. She rushes off and comes thank back you. with uh, uh, this beer. It's pink. Pink beer. And it, when you lift it to your lips, it smells kind of fishy. Like, but you're getting a terrible feeling everything here probably will. Hey. But uh, if you taste it, it tastes more or less, you know, like beer, but it has a bit of a fishy aftertaste. So, so I assume that you'll need a place to stay while you're here. We have lovely rooms here available and board included. Uh, f- room and board for 10 shillings a week, payable in advance. Shall we arrange that now? We don't want the rooms to get taken by someone else. Not like we're exactly flooded with expeditioners, but still. Uh, yes, I was uh, thinking that, but I, I, I see no no good reason not to uh, patronize this place. Oh, sure very there, good. Yeah, I'm sure there's other options, but um, why bother with that? We're here now. Might as well. Lovely. 
Excellent. I'll, uh, I'll get you your room keys. In the meantime, uh, I'll go ahead and serve you dinner then. Lovely. And, uh... I take it there's fish on the menu. Uh, cod. Cod rolls the best, she says as she walks off. And then she gets herself busy with other customers. There's a little boy that comes up wearing, like, a fake pig nose. And he looks, like, not happy about it. He's got this great big, you know, steaming tray of cod rolls for you. But he sets down the tray and he goes, don't ask. And turns around and walks off. Hmm. Unless you want to stop. No, I, I, I bet that young boy lost some kind of bet or something. That's mm-hmm. what well, I thought I'm he was thinking. the mascot for the pickled goose. <laughs> it <laughs> pickled goose? Did you? Was <laughs> that was places called right? Oh uh, well, no, I, I, I think it's pickled actually. Ooh, do you think they got? Oh, I can pickle me radishes. Oh, I. I Maybe. I bet oh, they could. Yeah, yeah. That's a lovely idea. Yeah, may- maybe because, um, yeah, I don't know if those uh, radishes are keeping so well. After all this time, you, you might want to pickle them. Yeah, well, well the taste is fine earlier, but, yeah, I don't think they're going to last forever, you know. Um, well, when she comes back, maybe I'll ask her if, if I remember. She does come back a few minutes later and says, uh, so... Uh, you you haven't tried those cod rolls yet. Take a bite. Tell me what you think. You guys, take a bite. They're like extremely salty. They're like bracingly salty. Like um, you want to take like a huge drink of water like after every single bite. It's my own special recipe. Do you like it? No, it's horrible. Uh, well, mind him. Um, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's good. Uh Good for the salt, yes. It's good to have salt in your body. Well, it's better than eating radishes. No, it's radishes are delicious. What are you talking about? And plus, this is so salty, it makes me anus curl up in a ball. Well, I'm sure I don't need to know the details of your anus, sir. what that means. (laughs) (laughs) However, you are a guest, and you shall be given some grace. So, at any rate, I do hope, uh... Well, I, I... I'm beginning to worry you may not enjoy the board here as part of your room and board agreement, but you'll get used to it. Salt's good for you. Everything here is quite salty and fishy. You'll get used to that. Uh, so, yeah. she goes off about her business. and uh, I don't know how we're going to uncurl that anus of yours. Could be a problem. Well, when I drink this beer, it's rather fishy, of course, but... It, 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 it's relaxing a bit. Okay, that's good. So, there's a voice. It's kind of sounds tough, but it's kind of high-pitched. And there's a... First you think um, there's an androgynous person walking up, but you realize that uh, this is a girl, uh, kind of a tomboy, maybe in her teen years. Uh, she has a rather distinctive hat that has, like, floppy bunny ears on it. But otherwise, she's kind of dressed like a like a, a person out of the wilderness. Just so. Explorers, eh? Uh, yes. Yes, you can call us that. Well, you can call me Laddie. I can get you all around the marshes. Ooh. Well, would a young man like you know where uh, Arcana would be hiding? Thank you. And uh, where what Arcana would be hiding? Ooh, yes. Oh. Yes, you're talking about the moon treasure, aren't Ooh, you? you know Says about it. Yes. yes. And we heard it straight from the source, from Mr. Moon himself. Yes, Keith Moon told us all about it. Well, he's a loon. No. Uh, well, this is from, this is a little before my time, you understand. She sits down and, like, helps herself to some of the food, you know, without really even asking that's on the, the tray. And pours herself a glass of the water. Um... Her skin's really dry and salty, though, too. And so is a lot of the people's around here. No, all I know... This is I was a little before my time, but when I was a kid, I was just a girl, and I was out marsh hunting with my daddy. Uh, there's an expedition that came through, and I know it's from Moonstone House, because they had their moon-shaped logo, you know, painted on all their crates and whatnot. And uh, my daddy and a few other fellas... 
led them out into the marsh. There's an old shrine out there. I've seen the shrine. I've never been to it, but I know where it is. And my daddy told me they put it all in the shrine. The shrine of the star child's head. And I've seen it, and I can get you there. I can get you almost all the way there. I'm not going to go past the... I'm not going to go past the worm pool. That's where I get worms. But that's where I can see it from. And they'll never find it without a guide. But I get a shilling a day. Plus food and drink. What do you say? Hmm. Well, we better check our uh, funds here. We have enough to pay for... How much do you... Are you asking? I'm asking for a shilling a day. And I'm worth every pence of it. And you don't have to worry about me. I can take care of myself, she says. And she passes an overlord dagger at her side. Well, I have no doubt you can handle your own. Um, would you just... Would you be willing to just um, maybe accept uh, maybe a, a portion of uh, the uh, profits that we might find? Fine, I'll accept one-fifth. Hmm. One-fifth. But I'm still not going past the worm pool. Okay. The worm pool is where you turn back. And we'll, gonna, we'll keep going forward, then. I won't turn back. I'm going to stay and watch you guys make sure you don't oh. run off with my fifth. Oh, I see. Yes. Plus, you'll never get back without me. You'll get lost in the marshes. Okay, well, I find that acceptable. Right. And it's a yeah, that seems reasonable. How much? A shilling a day? Shilling a day. That's that's about what an average worker makes. But you know, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's still hard to afford. After well, a re- Go ahead. after we've paid, you know, here for room and board and all that, um, I'm afraid we we might be short on shillings. So I thought this might be a, a better solution. Yeah, I think it's better too. One fifth. Because there's a lot of crates that went in there. My daddy said so. Yes, we'll never be able to. Uh, probably, you know, I, I'm would be happy with just one or two arcana. I've already got one. I do. I mean, of course, the the more the better. But uh, I don't mind sharing. You've you'll probably have earned it by that point. So that's right. It's fine. Yeah. Well, don't go talking too loud about having arcana. You know. Collectors oh, yes. will be bugging you. People will try to slit your throat in the night and take it. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, listen. When do we go? Oh, so it's a deal then, right? So she spits in her hand, and you guys are off to spit in your hand and shake hands with her around the table. Oh, uh. Well, let me generate some saliva. <laughs> That's Here right. Here we go. All right, here we go. So. Oh, no, oh, don't put that in there. You've got <laughs> those loud lungs of generating some really nasty phlegm. That's right. Yeah, you, well, it's not as nasty as the phlegm from the Leviathan. The yes, uh, that's probably true. Right, so when are we heading out? First thing in the morning? Or you want to go out on the marches at night? Uh, I don't think going at night would be a good idea. Yeah. Right. Yes, let's wait till morning. <gasps> All right. You guys aren't as hopeless as you look. Fine, I'll meet you at the north gate at first light. Don't be late. Okay, we'll we'll see you then. All right, one final thing. Don't hand me a lighter to light your lantern for you, because I ain't no lighter boy. Full-fledged guide. Um, okay, yes. Fair right. enough. Understood. All right. So... The rather abrasive laddie takes off, and uh, we'll assume you guys go ahead and spend the night there that night. The rooms are smell like fish, of course, but they are about as clean as they can be. It's just a narrow bed, very small room, narrow bed, hardback chair, little table with a bowl of water on it that smells like fish. And nevertheless, first time you slept in a bed that's not rocking, you know, to the waves in a long time. So... You get a good night's sleep, and at first light, we'll assume that you meet Laddie out at the north gate, and you're staying off into the desolate expanse of the marshes. 
and she begins trotting off. It's kind of hard to keep up with her at first because you guys are, you know, got all your expedition equipment with you and your weapons. She's and you're wearing modern armor, which is like breastplate and helmet, you know, sort of like a Victorian version of a conquistador sort of get up, right? And but Laddie rushes off, and she never, you know, loses you on purpose, but she turns around impatiently a few times. She's taking a meandering course. This looks like a bunch of tall reeds and small stunted trees here and there. But, and you can see there are marsh birds taking off and landing. And she's running in a meandering path, though, and you realize pretty quickly that if you were to step too far, you know, to the right or too far to the left at any given time, you might find yourself in a quagmire or, you know, or quicksand because... You actually find, uh, you actually see a deer that uh, had been stuck. It's dead now, but uh, there are some disgusting little albino alligators about a foot long, all eating it. And you don't want to end up like that deer, so you make sure to follow Laddie. And you go on for what seems like hours. And it's cold and uh, and wet, and that's always unpleasant. But soon. Out of the mist, uh, you see one fairly unmistakable landmark. It looks like a gigantic foot that's sticking out of the ground. It's been here for, obviously, probably millennia. It's all, like, covered with vegetation and moss, but it's still kind of foot-shaped. And you can see the ankle coming out of it and the shin just going straight down into the marsh. And Laddie points up at it and goes, That's the star child's foot! The star child, he fell from the sky a long time ago and hit so hard that he stuck, but parts of him broke up and his head fell off. That's where the shrine is. It's in the star child's head. But that's his foot right there. Isn't it big? Hmm. (laughs) It's quite large. I know. Do you believe in the star children? No, I don't know what that is. I belong to the cult of the star children. Yep. Uh, but you know what? I never really went to school and all that, so I didn't pay too much attention. But I know the star children are watching over us. They're going to come back someday, and we better be able to account for ourselves and show we ain't been naughty. Right? <sighs> oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, there are many cults. Um, I've never uh, really uh, chosen one. Never really, I just I took uh, notice of them and... Um, <clears throat> they're, 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 it's very interesting. I'm I'm glad to have lear- be learning all this uh, other culture. It's, isn't it nice to get out of the city? Mm. Yeah, it's real nice. Says another voice you hadn't heard yet, and suddenly it's like ah ha ha cackle, and six figures leap o- leap over the other you know from the other side of the foot where they've been in hiding, and these figures and your laddie goes oh crap mutants. And she pulls out her knife, and indeed, there's are terrible. One of these guys actually has like bat wings, and he's flapping them. And as he's running, he looks like he's about to take off. There's another one with a huge, huge, over large head, like he could barely run. It's like he's somehow the most horrific one of them all. He's like tip tilting back and forth. There's another one with a tail, and another guy who actually seems fairly normal. You're not sure what's so mutated about him. And then there's. A uh, guy with his legs fused together. He's like hopping at you guys, swinging a chain around. They've all got different weapons. Uh, but that's what you see. Now, they're far enough away. I'm not going to give them like a you know, free attack on you or make you roll decks to act because you're surprised or whatever. But uh, they're all preparing, getting out their, their weapons. And uh, the one with wings just like whoosh takes off in the air. Now, you, you have no way of knowing their names, but it'll be easier for me if I call them by name from now on. So Balthazar with his bat wings just at least gets aloft. And then you can see them. They're kind of at about pistol range from you at this point. What do you guys do? Uh, let's just start with uh, Roach. Uh, well, Roach uh, is going to run towards them because he did not take a ranged weapon okay. as his did you gilder purchase. Oh, okay. You rush off to join the melee. Percy, what do you do in the meantime? Um, I will take out my pistol that I had before. It's not my new noble one. I'm going to say my noble weapon is a nice, shiny saber. 
Um, but I still have this pistol. I'm going to draw it and shoot if I can. Okay. And as I, sa- I said, there was a guy who looked normal. There's actually two guys who look kind of normal. But yeah, gosh, who do you want to shoot at? There's a guy with a big giant head. There's a guy with a tail. <laughs> yeah. I think the big head guy was the easiest target. So. Okay. Well, Felix. His name's Felix. He's got a great big head. He's actually kind of got toady skin, too. But his head, again, he looks like he could barely stand up. You know, it's always lolling to one side. And... Uh, so you all you gotta do is roll your d6 as you fire at him. He's not wearing any armor, so you don't have to subtract anything. None of them are wearing any armor. Okay. And I rolled a six. Oh my goodness! Well, Felix has got to make a strength. Felix is critically injured. Feel oh boy, that head just goes down. Boom! There's a splash because it partly lands in some water, and Felix is down with his huge head. And then, what are you doing, Nix? Nix is firing her pistol, which I also did not take as my noble weapon. Okay. I took a sword for a well, who noble wouldn't? weapon. Who wouldn't? I know, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So, who are you shoot at? Which of these? I'm going to shoot at Big Head. Well, he's already down. He's already taking critical damage. Oh, so he's already up. Yeah, but there's... I will shoot at there's a, Batwing. Oh, Balthazar with his wings. Yeah, he's just gotten aloft, and you fire the pistol. He's got a pistol, too, you notice. Yeah. Six. Oh, my goodness. I know, He right? has to make... If you haven't guessed, these guys have D6 hip, you know, HP each. But he has to... Uh, but he actually does not take critical damage. He makes that strength save. Uh, okay. And mean, and then, meanwhile, dur- while you guys have been shooting, uh, Roach has been running, and Roach, of these guys uh, with the, the legs fused together, are the two normal-looking guys, the guy with the tail. Who did you run up to and attack? Um, well, actually, his intention when I said he was running was to run up and jump at Balthazar and swing at his legs, but if that's not possible, he'll, uh, you know, target the the, the normal. No, you, you, he's not quite. Yeah, he hasn't. He's not that high up yet. I could totally see you jumping and grabbing his legs. Well, he's going to swing his 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 uh, noble cudgel. Oh, okay. His noble spiked cudgel at. Yeah, that's legs. great. Yeah, you could certainly hit at least his feet. Right. Uh, he's just been hit pretty hard, so you got to think he floundered a little bit. He's still off the ground, but you can certainly swing that cudgel. Uh, that's going to be six. Okay. Oh, well, this time he did not make his strength save. There's a very low amount of strength that he has. And he falls. Boom! Taking critical damage. And now they will go. The guy with his legs fused together hops up. And he says, Balthazar! And this, his name is Gugamuga. And Gugamuga hops up and he's swinging a chain around his... Not, not, not long enough to make it a, a, a ranged weapon, you know, just to be a nasty melee weapon. He swings his chain at you, uh, but he only rolls a one, so your armor will take care of that. So it kind of you're able to glance, the, uh, deflect the chain with his armor. And I was speaking, of course, to um, Roach, who's the only one up there um, and meanwhile one of the guys who looked fairly normal uh, he rushes rushes forward and then when he's really just about 12 feet away from Percy he throws a brick at you and like I say other than being like dirty he looks fairly normal and he like tosses the brick at your head and it's three two points of damage I'm subtracting armor already and boom oh. How much? <clears throat> how much? Two points of damage go okay. through, and then the uh, one with the prehensile tail actually has an axe, little uh, throwing axe in that tail, and he comes rushing forward and he turns around as if he's like going to moon you, next, But his tail lurches around and he hurls the throwing axe at you, and uh, you also will take two points of damage after your armor, and. The others are just rushing in to... Uh, one of them's got a great big spear, but it's bulky. He can't quite get to you. Uh, and... Yep, so there's four of them left. And it is now your turn. Now, uh, you're more or less in a melee with Gugamuga, 
with his legs fused together, who's hopping around. Roach, what do you do? Uh, well, I'm going to try to whack him with the cudgel. All right. And what did you choose for your noble weapon, by the way? The cudgel. Oh, okay, the noble cudgel. Nice. So, yeah, it's yep. probably got some nice banding on it. And, and spikes at the end. Right, as well as nice polish. Let me polish the wood. Yeah. Ooh, three. Three. Okay. But he, he screams. That hurts him all right. And uh, then what are you doing, Percy? You, The nearest one to you is, of course, uh, the one who had just run in. He looked normal. The guy had just run in and hurled the brick at you. Yes, that's enough brick hurling from you, mister. And I'm going to uh, sick my frozen cloud on him. Frozen Cloud ooh, coalesces and moves over towards him and completely freeze him, freezes him. He's like, <clears throat> they icicles do get form. To make a strength, strength save. save to break out of it. He strains oh, and right. strains and strains and rolls a natural 20 on the strength save, so he's not getting out of that anytime soon. And that's good. He's, looks like he might have had another couple bricks in his bag. And. Nix, what do you do? The one that uh, won't the prehensile tail had just hurled an axe at you. You could you could rush up and attack it melee, or you could shoot it. What do you want to do? I think I will shoot again. Okay. Only got a two that time. Only got a two that time. Okay. And still, every little bit helps. Don't forget, they're not wearing armor, and they don't look particularly healthy anyway. And um, that guy, in fact, uh, takes out another axe with his hand and rushes up and, oh, I almost gave him a two-hit roll. We don't need to do that and into the odd. And swings his other little axe at you, Nix, and ouch. Well, you got to subtract the armor. So take, you take five points of five HP. Bam! From the axe. Ha! He says, but you've also, you know, hurt him a little bit. And... Um, the other guy, he's completely frozen right now. He's not going to be able to get out. But one of the, the guy with the spear that was taking him a while to get here because it's so heavy, he rushes up and attacks you, Percy, with his great big spear, which does D8 damage, bulky, but still. But he only rolls a three, so you take two points of damage. Okay. Two HP loss from that great big bulky spear. And... Uh, Gugamuga. Gugamuga's not dead, no. Uh, Gugamuga's going to swing his chain again at our good friend. But he does absolutely no damage to Roach because he only rolls a one and Roach has got some armor on. So, what do you do, Nix? I am going to rush forward into melee with my new, newly minted noble sword. All right. Got a five that time. Oh my! Well, Pip with his prehensile tail does not make his strength save, and he takes critical damage and goes down. And at that point, everybody starts trying to run. And if you want to let them run, you can let them run. Um, uh, Gugamuga is back to the one who made the call. Retreat! Retreat! And they they begin running away. Um, if you uh, take any little pot shots at them, that's fine. I, I don't think I'll shoot anyone in their backs. I, I'll let them run and and think about what they've done. All right. Well, <laughs> Laddie comes out. Even though Laddie took no part in the fighting, you know, she pops up from behind a stunted old bush where where she was, and then she goes then charging off after them. Like, yeah, that's right. You better run. You better run. That's right. And she's waving her dagger. Ha! Guess we showed them. She says. Um, well, yes, we. Yes, we showed did. them. Not so much you. Uh, I was. You needed my leadership capabilities. Says Laddie. Have Have uh, you no weapons? I got this right here. It's all the weapon I need. She holds up a oh, great big got dagger. That, yes, you've got the yeah. dagger. Well. Next time, maybe, uh, we could uh, use that help. Uh, hey, I was just about to go in. They ran. 
I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, follow me. It's this way. So you guys go around the great big foot, and that's about another 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, there's a fairly substantial pool. It's not well, a pond, really. Not quite big enough to be called a lake. But uh, you Can we take a short rest in the boat while she's well, steering? You're not in a boat. She's just walking. You know, through the marshes. On the oh, we're okay. Yeah. I thought we were. In but a shore rest is a great idea, and if yeah, and uh, shore is definitely a great idea. In fact, uh, if you want to look at uh, you know the bodies of the ones that did take critical damage, and you, they're lying there unconscious. Oh, yes. I mean, they the will bodies. be dead eventually. But well, you know, uh, the guy with the giant head uh, has a pistol, but. Uh, I'm going to say Laddie has already run in and grabbed that, whether she deserves it or not, because you guys are fairly well-armed. There's also a nice piece of cheese. And she goes, Ugh, not salty enough. It sticks up her nose at the piece of cheese that he had. and I'll take that. You, 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 I love cheese. You more or less killed Pip with the prehensile tail, right? And uh, for whatever reason, you find a little toy horse that Pip had. The one cherished memory of his childhood. You now have. And then, of course, uh, Balthazar with his... The winged Balthazar also had a pistol. And uh, then there's a guy who's still frozen. He'll probably unfreeze eventually. If you want to go up and just bash him in the fucking skull with the cudgel or shoot him point blank or something, you can do that. Or you can just let him unfreeze and run away later. That would hmm. be... That would be... Uh, poor Volta. And you didn't see his... You didn't see his... Uh, Mutation, really, which is probably good. Probably has nipples <laughs> all over the body. <laughs> <laughs> too yes. many nipples. Probably too many nipples. Um, I think, uh, yes, why don't you give a, a good bashing with your cudgel? Oh, I don't... It doesn't seem necessary, does it? I think he's going to well, die anyway. It might not be necessary. I could if you want, but I don't. I don't think it's... It just don't well, seem right. He's, he's debilitated as it is. Well, he's just frozen. I, I think he, once he unfrozes, who knows what he's, he'll do. If he, I, Hopefully, if he runs, of course, then no no violence is necessary. But, um, um, well, if, if, if I don't want to be looking over my shoulder, though. If, he's, if we're, th- I, I don't know how long this uh, cloud is going to keep him frozen. Maybe we just... Uh, um, I'll move the cloud, and we'll we'll surround him, and then we'll see what he's going to do. All right. Okay. All right. Well, you uh, you guys all stand around him, and cloud moves away, and he looks at you all. He looks around. He sees his friend. He sees the ones that run ran away. Think carefully now. Mm. Do you have any cheese? Mm. Mm. And he strains and strains and strains and strains. Then he well, I'm explodes. Going to smash him in the head as soon as he started straining. So, well, go ahead because he basically he also explodes if he dies. So either oh, way, okay, just, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just going to let you have that that bash. I'm going to just let you have that one, um, and we're going to assume it's enough to kill him because well, it was four. Yeah, so. yeah that would have been enough. To, well, it would have been enough to make him save. He could explode at will, but. Um, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and make a natural 20 for the save. There's been a lot of natural 20s floating around out there tonight. Three that I can remember. And then he explodes. And probably have to take another rest now. Uh, because, boom, let me grab my D12. And this is a blast, so it affects everybody. And everybody takes six HP of damage when he explodes. Oh, that takes okay. anyone down into their strength. Let me know. Yeah, that would be like two into my strength. Okay, we'll make a save at uh, your strength minus two, whatever that would be. Okay. Uh, I got it. All right, that's good. You're not down yet. You're not down yet. Now, if you guys rest, again, you can get your HP back. But uh, I think... You've taken quite a bit of damage for tonight. Now, you'll have to rest for like a week to get that strength back, and you might not have that luxury before we continue next time. But 
After a rest, you guys move on, a little worse for wear. And eventually, in the distance, you can see this, like, huge moss-covered head tilted at an angle with a great big open mouth. And uh, this is beyond that lake that I had mentioned earlier, that pond where that she called the Worm Pond. And uh, Laddie points it out to you. There it is. That's it. That's the shrine of the Star Child Skull. That's where your arcana is. Wait a minute. I meant our arcana. And, uh, okay. I, I thought you were staying behind at the Worm Place. That's right. I'm right here. I'm pointing it out to you. See over there where it okay. is? Okay. So you go in there and you get it. One-fifth. That's mine. That was the deal. Yes, that's the deal. And you you promise you're going... Well, of course, I have every reason to believe you'll be here because you want that one-fifth, so... Oh, yeah. I'll okay. be here, all right. Oh, yeah, you better be here. Yes, we'll... we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll we will return if we are able and not dead. Well, I'm going to pray to star children for you because if you don't come back I get nothing okay uh, yes well I appreciate your prayers alright I suppose we should venture closer alright well next time we will venture closer and deeper into the odd and we'll see you next time Hey everybody, if you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.